1: Welcome to the Situation Report. This is the show where we give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stalnecker, and I'm very glad to be with you today. I think we are going to jump into a topic that although we could spend many hours breaking this topic down, what we learned today and what we'll talk about today can be extremely helpful as we try to navigate an ever-changing culture. Uh, We are living through a time where there are so many issues. (laughs) It's hard to say, well, we're going to focus on this one or focus on that one or go after this thing or that thing. Uh, So many issues we are trying to address right now. And one of the big ones is immigration. And specifically immigration on our southern border more specifically, right now, immigration on our southern border in Texas. Uh, roughly two-thirds of our border with Texas, or with uh, Mexico, rather, is in Texas. So a lot of space and a lot of opportunity for those who would seek to enter our country illegally to do that. And Texas is dealing with that right now. So many issues. Uh, whether you have watched uh, kind of left-leaning news or right-leaning news, um, your opinion may be a little bit different. But regardless, you've seen the picture and right now it's a mess. Uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of folks making their way to our border trying to seek entry. Many of them are seeking to enter our country as an asylum. A uh, lot of those just trying to sneak across the border. Uh, Other issues involved, and one of the big issues we addressed uh, not too long ago on a show not too long ago with guest Jakob Williams, who talked about human trafficking, and the number of young people, men and women, young men and women who are trafficked across our southern border. Uh, This is a major, major issue, and there are so many things to consider when we're talking about immigration. Uh, With our guest today, I'm going to ask him about the compassion argument that we often make as it relates to immigration. When we talk about compassion and we talk about how as a compassionate nation, as a nation certainly that's been blessed by God that has much to offer the world, uh, we should allow anyone who wants to to come across our border. Uh, This will be addressed in our interview, but we need to think very clearly on this. Uh, Again, when we're navigating an ever-changing culture, we need to know how to address the issues that are presented to us. When we talk about a closed border, a controlled border, immigration done legally and correctly, uh, done in a limited way, uh, how do we address the compassion argument? Many folks struggling around the world that need to come to a country like ours. Well, we have a process for that. That's one thing. It's a legal process, and it's a process that will help those who are seeking to come to our country to get in the right way and to have a path forward as they do. But when we think about compassion, I believe we need to ask ourselves questions like, how compassionate is it for us to allow people without any vetting to come across our border and to bring with them drugs To bring with them uh, guns and other instruments meant to do us harm. To come with intent that would be anything but pure. Not coming simply to establish their own household, but to take from the households that are near the border. Again, when we think about human trafficking and all that's involved in that, when Yako was on our show uh, talking about the hundreds of thousands of kids who are trafficked uh, every year in the United States, it's unbelievable believable. How compassionate is it for us to allow that to happen and to not do everything we can do to prevent it? If we can prevent the flow of human trafficking into our country, of drugs and guns and other things into our country, if we can prevent the flow or at least limit the flow, the most compassionate thing we can do is that. Because when the supply is no longer able to get to the demand, There's no need for the supply and we are actually uh, demonstrating, exhibiting, pushing forward extreme compassion. And then as Americans, we know that we are the most compassionate nation on the planet in terms of how much money leaves our country and goes to countries around the world to help others. We're compassionate and in part, that's the reason we believe uh, that we should have the right controls at our southern border. But as we look at what's happening, the crush of people, many thousands of folks living under bridges, all of the scenes that we see and have to absorb, the question is asked, why and what can we possibly do about it? Uh, I'll tell you, this is something that I'm concerned about, something we should all be concerned about, uh, but something that I don't necessarily (laughs) know how to address or how to deal with. Thankfully, again, in spite of so much of what's happening in the administration right now, there are men and women, there are legislatures who are standing up and doing the right thing for not just their state, but for Americans. And our guest today is one of those people. Our guest today is Congressman Randy Weber. He is the U.S. representative serving Texas's 14th district. And in March of this year, he introduced what's called the redirecting, if I could read, I can get it out, the redirecting resources to the Border Act. And we know that there is a mess on our southern border right now. And Congressman, thank you so much for coming on and just taking some time to talk to us about this. Thank you, Jeremy, for having me. So uh, we see the images on the news. We hear very different reports depending on who's doing the reporting. Uh, very different reports depending on who's doing the reporting. Can you give us a thumbnail of, of what's happening? Uh, we'll talk about why it's happening, but maybe give us a picture of what's happening right now on uh, the southern border there in Texas.
2: Well, I'll go back to 2009. I was in the Texas legislature, and I was on the Borders Committee. And Steve uh, McCraw, the director of the DPS, former FBI guy, uh, told me that back then, Jeremy, there was 5,000 Texans who were getting harmed, burglarized, robbed at gunpoint, raped, robbed, beaten, stolen, some of them killed by five by, by illegals who shouldn't even be in the country. They wow. shouldn't even be in the country. Now, that's just in Texas, those numbers from Texas. We're seeing that aggravated today with a whole lot of numbers. Um, if you've been watching, they're... they're they're saying a 1,200,000 illegal aliens. That's what I call them. I know Biden says that's not politically correct uh, on a good day when he's awake and realizes things. <laughs> but at any rate, that's what we're on path for. I think Texas, we ought to secure our own border. I think we will to tell the federal government to stay out of our state. We'll take care of it. You know, uh, We don't need you anymore. We'll quit sending you our money, yeah. and uh, we'll handle it. because The, the government, federal government's not stepping up.
1: We saw uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Vice President Harris went down to the border said, see, there's nothing happening here. There's nothing going on. Um, And other reports and images show thousands and thousands of folks huddled under bridges. And um, what's the real picture there? What's actually happening for those of us not, you know, in your state?
2: Well, well, you know, 70,000 in one month. They're they're talking about, like I said, 1.2 million people they are projecting. Let me put that in perspective, Jeremy, yeah, if I please, can. please, I, I was on the Pub Ed Commission. Not only was I was on the Borders Committee, my second term in the Texas House, but on the Public Education Committee, both terms. And Texas has about right now, I'll extrapolate the numbers forward, back in that 1,034 school district, but now there's about 1,100 school districts. About 5.5 million students were talking K through 12, not college or junior college, K through 12. Now, Jeremy, do that math. If you have seventy thousand unaccompanied minors coming mm. across, mm. if you divided five, just say five million students by a thousand school districts, which makes the math really simple. It's five. The average school district size is five thousand with that yeah. division. Now, Texas has two hundred fifty-four counties. Some have have more people than they have uh, have more cattle
1: than <laughs> they have people. Right. <laughs>
2: So those are really really small school districts. And I'm aware that Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas—they all skew the numbers with super large school districts. So let's make the math really simple. Let's just say that an average school district is 10,000 kids, K through 12. 10,000 kids. Jeremy, when 70,000 unaccompanied minors come across the Texas border,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: we just—you just allowed seven complete school districts that somebody has to teach and pay for. Unbelievable. Texas should not have to bear this. The United States shouldn't have to bear this. The United States cannot be the charity for the entire world. We just can't be. Do it legal. Do it the right way. Catch those that are trying to come across. Lock them up. Send them back. Remain the Mexico policy needs to be back in place. Asylum they need to apply for in their countries, whether it's Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, whatever it is, you go to that embassy, and you don't make us try to do the legwork to figure out if your neighborhood is bad, if you're being persecuted by the government. You apply there and you wait there. Don't show up at our border because you won't get in. Right. That's why we need the wall.
1: Congressman, one of the, um, I think, arguments that people make is what I just generally call the compassion argument, is that as the United States, as compassionate people that care about those from other countries who are less fortunate, uh, we should we should allow kind of an open borders maybe it's a moderated open borders but an open borders type policy one of the things often forgotten in that is is exactly what happens to these folks that we're being compassionate to as many of them die traveling to the border and then they get across the border and um, there's a real dark downside to this that we really flower up when we talk about compassion can you address that compassion argument it's it's a silly argument in my mind but it's one that's often made
2: well, absolutely. As I said, there's an old saying, you know, you're around church sometimes. Charity begins at home. Yeah. You know, let's take care of our families, our needs, our less fortunate, our hungry, our homeless, our veterans uh, here. And the Lord knows there's plenty of them. Yeah. Let's take care of them uh, first. Uh, I, I will tell you for a fact that they, when Biden hung out, the, we're open for business sign during the campaign. He basically went around Congress. The founders, think about this, Jeremy. The founders of this, this uh, test, because it's a test of self-governance, go on 250 or 60 years, yeah, sure. right? Um, he, they laid it out. Congress would make immigration and naturalization laws. Not the president, not the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. not yep. a single federal judge. I yep. get angry when one federal judge out of a 1,000 plus can say to the president of the United States, you cannot take DACA away. Now, Obama could put DACA in by the executive order, but sure. they wouldn't let Trump remove it. <laughs> sure. I've read the Constitution. I took government classes and, and growing up, and that's what's wrong. We're not teaching our kids about how sure. great our system is. Three co-equal branches, executive, judicial, legislative. If there's going to be a judicial branch that's co-equal, with the executive, a.k.a. the president, only, in my opinion, only the Supreme Court should be able to tell the president he cannot or can do something. Not one federal judge yeah. out of a thousand. Yeah. So I, I think people need to realize to be a sovereign nation, we must control our borders. And not only that, but think of the terrorists that are coming across. Steve McCraw back in 2009 told me, Representative Weber, he said there are 40 different Eastern religious sects, S-E-C-T-S, coming across our southern border. We don't know who's here. Compound that now with what the president did in Afghanistan with that debacle. Yes, We don't have a clue who's coming in and Americans are gonna pay the price for the president's inability to be the president.
1: I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based, peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs, offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit mightyoaksprograms.org. To learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our service men and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ, again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever, and we'll ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. One of the questions that has come up often, and in my mind I've wondered this, uh, we're talking about Haitian immigrants. So the natural question is, how are the Haitian immigrants getting to our southern border? Um, so that's one question. Maybe you can address that. The second part of that is why Texas and not, you know, I live in California. Uh, we have our problems, but we're not having that problem. Why is it the Texas border right now? Why are Haitian <laughs> immigrants the ones that we're dealing with? Um, why is this happening right now in Texas?
2: Well, I can tell you for sure uh, in Texas, and I forget the exact numbers, the United States and Mexico has a border. It's like 1,967 miles, give or take, if you're here. Texas has uh, about almost eleven hundred miles, eleven right. six or seven, I forget the exact number. Yeah, not quite two thirds. And obviously, and, and here's the sad thing too that you, doesn't get enough uh, press. Jeremy, by the way, there's a great human traffic, a, a huge human trafficking push going on right now. Yeah, we see bracelets on immigrants coming across from the drug cartel that labels these kids, these girls, especially the girls, wow. and they're pushing human trafficking, drugs, fentanyl, yeah, everything. Right. Texas, unfortunately, you know, we, th- we like to say things are bigger and better in Texas. We hold a lot of records. One of the records we don't like holding is that 25% of the human trafficking in our country is from Texas. And I think they come across there because they know they can get into the state uh, easily, they can get in between cities, they can hit some major freeways, then they can either go yeah. west toward California. Although if I can be glib, who would want to? Or they... <laughs> <laughs> that does sound pretty glib, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> or, or they could go east, and so it's no shock to me. Uh, and especially since the, the president has hung out the open for business sign. and you know he he said that he said that the custom board patrol couldn't ride horseback. Do you Hmm. realize when they were on horseback here a couple weeks back, they weren't whipping those people. and They were actually reining in those horses. You realize that if you're in law enforcement, you know that being up on a horse, you're mounted high, you've got the best point of view because you can see all around you. Plus, horses can go areas quickly, but you can't go on foot. They can assist in crowd control. They can assist in crowd control. Well, by golly, let's assist in crowd control coming across our border hedge those illegals off and push them back into the water, back to their own country. Yeah.
1: What is the redirecting resources to the Border Act? I know this is something that uh, you introduced. Um, Can you explain that to us and how this would help relieve some of the, the tension there?
2: Yeah, it got me a death threat, but I. I, was, I was, yeah, <laughs> well, you
1: must be doing something yeah. right.
2: Well, that, that's right. You know, we get death threats sometimes from all around the country, but this guy was about thirty miles from us, so the FBI arrested mm-hmm. him. <laughs>
1: wow, wow. But yeah,
2: wow. It, it was to take the. It was to take the fit. You know, Nancy Pelosi is so is so, golly, it's pitiful. I guess is the word I want to use, because she had a request for. A national guard she had a request for backup and stuff and of course she ignored that yeah after, after january the 6th and she wanted to blame that on trump and so they put a fence up there as you know all the way around the capitol she's even putting metal detectors for us members of congress which is a travesty yeah she said that we could be arrested for no mask now think about the think about the irony of that we can be arrested in the united states capitol for not wearing uh, the, our staffers can we can be fine for not wearing a mask yet come across the border
1: you don't need no mask. doesn't matter, right?
2: That doesn't matter. So my act said this. Take the fence down, Speaker Pelosi, from around the United States Capitol. Put it down on the border. Take our great National Guard here out of Washington, D.C., and put – I drove by them every day, Jeremy. I could see how many were out there, and they're great, and they're doing a great job. But there was hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of them, and I'm saying – Let's put them on the border. Let's yeah. turn these illegal aliens back into their own countries. It's just that simple.
1: Yeah. Uh, so much to this. Uh, Representative Weber, where can people follow you, follow the fight there in Congress, and uh, keep keep up with what's going on there?
2: Well, Facebook, my, pay, my page, where, is it weber.house.gov? And uh, what is it, at least on Facebook? It's uh, what's our Facebook page. Uh, Texas Randy Randy 14. There you go. Yeah. And they can follow me and keep up with it. And they can call us at our office, you know, 225. I mean, 202-225-2831. We're we're doing our dead level best to see that America remains a sovereign country. Yeah. I'm not for open borders. I'm not for one world government. I'm not for a European union, you know, I think our president is they elected I've also filed a bill to, I've got a bill to file to impeach him mm. because he is he has totally gone, you know absconded with a lot of things over and for example Afghanistan he had the opportunity to bring those people home slowly, not leave all the military equipment there. He should have planned out a lot better. He had military experts telling telling him that he has advocated his responsibility. Yes. He ought to be impeached, which is scary because guess who we get
1: Sure. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lose lose for us, but it's the right a step in the right direction. I think at least exposing sure. what's happened there, uh, Congressman. Good thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to be in your state in uh, well tomorrow. So I look forward to getting to Texas for a few days.
2: Well, sure. Come on in. Spend lots of money, Jeremy. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure we'll do that. I got to save it for when I come back to California. But uh, that's another <laughs> another day. Thank you, Congressman. Really appreciate it. Good day. Yes, sir. As I mentioned when we began, there's so much happening in our country right now, it's very difficult to keep track. And sometimes I wonder if that's not the strategy (laughs) keep things moving so we can't focus on any one thing. This is one of the big things we need to be focusing on right now. And uh, thankful for uh, Congressman Weber coming on and talking about that with us. Uh, He said a lot of great things and things we need to understand. I'll try to boil these down into some bite-sized pieces in today's Situation Report. Number 1 we need to realize and accept that there is an actual problem again depending on where you consume your news if you're watching this show uh, watching this show you probably uh, don't lean to the left Perhaps you do, and if you do, I'm glad you do, and I'm glad you watch this show, but most who would watch this show, uh, perhaps more right-leaning, but regardless, wherever it is you consume your media from, you'll draw conclusions. Uh, Some would say it's not that bad or bad at all. Some would say it's horrible. There is a real problem. It's a real problem that eventually will impact all of us. When we're talking about the numbers that Congressman Weber outlined for us, um, numbers like that are not inconsequential. They will have a consequence. They will impact, right now, the state of Texas and, in time, uh, our nation. There is a real problem that really needs to be addressed and really needs to be focused on. The second part, and this is uh, maybe the more disturbing part of this, for whatever reason, and it's hard to understand, but for whatever reason, the current administration is invested in maintaining an open borders policy. Now, we could uh, talk about what that is. We might be able to strategize or game plan why uh, the administration would be interested in an open borders policy. Uh, But the important point here is that before things can actually be done in an effective way, the federal government, led currently by an administration that wants to have open borders, the federal government needs to get on board. And we've seen uh, conflict even with the Border Patrol that is currently there with the deployment of the National Guard and other Requests that have been made, Uh, there is friction between those who want to deal with the problem, see number one, (laughs) and those uh, who want to maintain what they don't see as a problem, but perhaps see as a benefit to themselves. There is a problem, and our current administration, and therefore the federal government, is invested in continuing the problem. That takes us to number three, and this is where we try to insert some hope. How do we navigate an ever-changing culture? I think we need to begin with a position of hope. Uh, things are always hopeful. If we look down the road and we invest what we can in what's happening, we will do our part. We'll call our members of Congress. We'll stand up for what's right. We'll support those who are doing the right thing. And we also find great hope in folks like Congressman Weber and many others, of course, who are standing up against the federal government, standing up against an administration, pointing out the fact that there is a problem and doing what they can with the resources that they have to deal with the problem and get us back to a place where we. Uh, are operating as a sovereign nation. Uh, There is a problem. For whatever reason, the administration is invested in this problem uh, in what I would call a negative way. But there are a lot of folks who are pushing forward the virtues of uh, citizenship, (laughs) of good citizenship, of legal means of immigration and our sovereignty. And we're very thankful for that. Uh, So many things we could talk about. Again, big problems, big issues. uh, But as always, there are some big folks who are out there uh, operating on our behalf. And we need to continue to support them. Thank you again for watching. Thank you for listening. If you are listening and not watching and uh, appreciate you, you uh, joining us every week and uh, look forward to talking to you next week.